Welcome to NWR Newscast for September 15th, 2010. I am your host this week. My name is Andy Gergen, and with us, the usual crew, we have Zach Miller. Hello, everybody. It's cold outside now. What's up, Zach? It's cold outside. It's getting to be winter. You live in Alaska. Is it the 30 days of night yet? Getting there. It's 50 degrees outside in the morning. Oh, wow. Ah, oh, that's awesome. I love this time of year. No. My, my, favorite, yeah, no. my favorite two months, September, October, hands yeah, down. Yeah, because the fall is when the snow nice comes. Cold, but it's not too cold. Like, because it was, it was a really, really hot summer, so I'm glad to, uh, you know, it's chilly now at night. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Screw you, Neil. We had rain for 28 days straight this summer. Really? Dude, I would <laughs> kill for rain. A, I think we, we got, like, rain once in the past set in month. 1975. Shit. Oh. I am yeah. not familiar the with other... these seasons you speak of. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you Those most Those other two all. voices you are hearing, Neil Ronahan and Nathan Mustafa, the other Hello. two voices on our newscast. Hello. We're going to mix it up a bit this week, try things in a different order, see how it goes. Feel free to leave us feedback on the website. That website, of course, is NintendoWorldReport.com. And you can email us, newscast at NintendoWorldReport.com. Yes, you can, and we'll probably read it. Almost definitely. Yeah. We might Almost not reply, we'll read, but we'll read it. No, we're, we're much too busy for that. So, I'm kidding. I hope, I hope everyone realizes that I'm kidding. Um, so, first up on the newscast this week, we're going to talk about the Activision event that Neil attended last week. So, I'm going to pass it on to Neil, who's going to probably take it on through most of the majority of the show, because he handles the yes. news, too. And that's coming up next. So, Neil, All take right. it away. So, this Activision event, it was out in San Francisco. Um, it was at the DNA Lounge, for anyone that gives a shit about that stuff. And there was GoldenEye 007 for Wii and DS, and Guitar Hero Warriors of Rock. And uh, which, which do you guys want me to start with? The first one. Uh, uh, Alright, GoldenEye. Yeah. Um, so, GoldenEye, <laughs> I got to check out a single-player level, or I got to play a single-player level, and then watch a single-player level, and then I played a bunch of multiplayer. Um, the single-player level that I got to play was the tank level, which was really, really cool. And, I mean, while, of course, we all hold the original near and dear to our hearts, the new one was, you know, there's a lot more explosions. It's a lot more exciting. You have, um, you have like, a Gatling gun on your tank and also um, a heat-seeking missile that you can shoot at airplanes and explode them. Sweet. Um, and that's really cool. <laughs> and I know... Um, and the impressions that I wrote that were posted up on Monday on the website, uh, a couple people commented about how um, the game's coming out in two months, and at this event, I was only allowed to play the tank level, which is kind of weird. But I did get to see the initial level, the dam level, which does seem pretty reminiscent of the original one, albeit it's different. And uh, it's the kind of thing where like you go into it, and you're like, oh, it's the dam level from GoldenEye back on N64, and then once you start moving a little bit into level, you're like, hey, wait, this is kind of a modern shooter. Which is cool. And I mean, I think on the whole, the single-player experience of GoldenEye isn't going to, like, you know, rewrite the book on how to make a first-person shooter or anything. But I think it's going to be a real competent experience throughout the in the entire game. And it's going to give you a couple pangs of nostalgia throughout. But what didn't really give me pangs of nostalgia was the multiplayer, which, while fun in its own way, it's not really like GoldenEye at all. And I guess, like, I don't know, for me, to be like GoldenEye, you have to be a very dated, ugly-looking first-person shooter, which is probably... <laughs> What right, these guys yeah. would not want, and I mean, in that respect, it's good, but I mean, they're like, oh, multiplayer's going back to the roots, and really, all the roots that they're going back to is that, like, maybe some of the guns look similar, and it's local four-player split-screen, which a lot of shooters don't really do anymore. 
but it's yeah, I'd fun. Wondered, I'd wondered how yeah. close they were going to stick to the original game. Yeah, like, I was there, and one of the guys from Activision uh, was making a comment about, like, oh, yeah, it's got facility, just like in the original. I was like, all right, let's play that. It's, it looks nothing like the original map. And I know they can't use the exact same map, but it's like, this could have been in a completely different game, and I would have no fucking idea that this was could like, oh, whole, look, it's a... a whole different uh, uh, Bond game. Yeah. Which... I kind of feel like this whole GoldenEye experiment is just doomed to fail, because they're trying to play off nostalgia that is not going to work because it's not the same thing. And I, I, I kind of feel like when people say they want to play a game like GoldenEye, what they really they mean is Dark. they want to play games like they were when it was 1996. <laughs> so they want to play Perfect Dark. Right. Like, they don't really want to play GoldenEye again. They want to have fun the way they had fun in 1996. Well, and I mean, that's why that's why I kind of... I, I don't think this is going to fail, personally. I don't think it's going to, you know, be like the top seller ever, but I think this game's going to sell really, really well. Because it's fucking Goldeneye. You really think so? Really, because the best thing I've heard about it yet is that it's competent, and it's not as bad as you may think it would be. <laughs> like, people think it's going to be bad, but really, it's okay. I mean, it's competent. Well, yeah, from that, what I've really, seen, that doesn't... really, from what I've seen of the single player, there's nothing to, at least from what I've seen personally, it's, I mean, I haven't played all of it, so I can't really accurately say right. there, but it's good. Right. Like, it's not like it's competent. Like, that is a, I had a lot of fun in that tank level. And if I could play the fucking damn level, then I think I'd have fun there, too, because it looks like it's a fun first-person shooter. And, I mean, I guess the single-player more so than the multiplayer does have that nostalgic feel because, you know, the, the GoldenEye N64 single-player experience was based off of the movie. And so is this yeah. one. So it's going to have that similarity, albeit, you know, you're Daniel Craig instead of Bond. Or Rosnan, I mean. You know, I recently played the uh, yeah. Nintendo 64 GoldenEye, and the single player just doesn't really hold up very well. Yeah. I feel. Well, I think that's the kind of thing. I think the I think the multiplayer in the original GoldenEye kind of holds up better than yeah, the single player Yeah, that's the does. only part that's And I think that's why there's going to gonna be more of a bone of contention with people with this multiplayer. And it's not that I think the multiplayer is bad, because I could definitely see having a lot of fun with this game. And I'm, I'm really happy that it's, you know, a, a split-screen four-player first-person shooter because I've never really been that big of an online first-person shooter player. Oh, I've either. always liked, you know, playing with my friends in the same room. And you can do that in Halo games. You can do that in, right. you know, old N64 games. I think Time Splitters, you can do that. And I've always enjoyed those games more so than the games that are leveraged on the online experience. So I'm looking forward to this game in that re respect. And I don't think I'll be out there day one. I think, Zach, you're actually going to be reviewing uh, GoldenEye Woo! Wave, so... We'll see what your thoughts are on when we get that. But I wonder what the... I mean, depend, it, really, I depending what on online, what you say... What? <laughs> I wonder what the online infrastructure is going to be like. Do, you, like. do you think the graphics will take a big hit when you're online? I, they haven't shown any of it. I know that the online well, I mean, is going to have, know. you know, a perk system. You can go up level. Like, I think there's like, you know, 50-some-odd levels that you can, you know, yeah. get experience for. So it's going to be it's like, like Call of Duty. a Call of Duty-like online experience. So that, that could be really cool. And Hell I know yeah, it's going to be different. It's going to be kind of different from the, the the local experience. But they haven't sure. really, they've talked about the online a little bit, but they haven't shown it, which is kind of a disappointment. Well, but, yeah. and um, I guess I guess here, here's I guess here's 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 my thoughts on why this game seems like a bad idea. And I don't know, maybe call me crazy, but I, I kind of feel like that one of the reasons that the original GoldenEye was as successful as it was had had to do with it's it's place in the current evolution of the first person shooter like at the time it was released when it came out it, broke it was sort ground. of at the very forefront of the console for first That's person true. shooter and those people 
they went to Halo, and they're still there. Yeah, they're now the Dark Call Although, of Duty. to be fair, like, I would consider myself one of those people, and I didn't go to shit. Like, I guess I kind of played Halo, but I never played any other first-person shooter with the... Actually, no you, no, you know where I went to? I went to Perfect Dark on Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah. That's where I went to. I haven't played that yet, I mean, actually. it's, it's been, Perfect Dark, but the frame it. good. It's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like it, the, the success of the original game has a lot to do with that. And to just take the original game and make it again, I don't know. I'll be really interested to see not necessarily the critical reaction to this, but I guess more of uh, like the general populace reaction to this game, because it seems like a lot of people just judging from comments on the internet, and people are like, "Holy shit! It's they're making a new fucking Goldeneye! I can't wait to play (laughs) that shit! It's gonna be great! Goldeneye was my jam! I love that shit! I breathe that shit!" And there's a lot of people that I've heard that have had reactions like that, including friends of mine that are kind of people who, you know, played a lot of video games in 64 era and then kind of stopped playing them as much. Uh, I guess you could consider them lapsed gamers, and that could be where GoldenEye succeeds, at least sales-wise. That's very true. I think, really, I would prefer the Perfect Dark-style treatment, but I know they couldn't work that out. Yeah. But, um, as far as... Uh, well, I guess I'll, I'll mention another tidbit about the Wii version and then go to a little bit about the DS version. Um, I was talking, uh, while playing the single-player level, I was talking to whatever person from Activision that was there, did not get his name, but I made a comment about, like, so what do you think about Conduit 2 being delayed to 2011? And his reaction was, like, basically just like, oh, you know why they got delayed. It's because of our game. Which struck me as a very cocky response, but yeah. it, made, it made me laugh a little bit. And then I tried to, in the interview that we had with the producer in the game, tried to get him to, uh, I guess utter a similar response, and he basically was just like, I don't work for Sega, uh, GoldenEye and Call of Duty are gonna rule, That's right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, Conduit 2 being delayed, I think Conduit 2 has, like, is a lot more interesting than GoldenEye. Now, but, does uh, he, does, does that guy, did that guy, do you think he honestly believes that the, uh, you know, because GoldenEye is releasing right before, it's either right before or right after Black Ops, right? Yeah. They're releasing. Does, I don't know. He, it's really does weird. He really Activision. Think they're not going to cannibalize each other at all. No, that's what I actually. I, I think I. I think I asked one of them that. Uh, you can look at the interviews that we yeah, have up. Uh, I interviewed Ted Newman from Enspace and then um, Graham Hagmeyer from Activision. Um, and it's weird because Activision in November second, GoldenEye Wii comes out, GoldenEye DS comes out, and uh, James Bond Bloodstone DS comes out along with Bloodstone for 360 and PS3. And then on November 9th, Call of Duty Black Ops Wii is coming out, and Call of Duty Black Ops DS is coming out. There are three N-Space Activision published, N-Space developed Activision published games coming out in the span of a week. Yeah, that's really Like, that's ridiculous. And, I mean, I think all three of them are going to be good games, but, like, who the fuck is going to buy all of them? And that's, like, splitting the market more. Doesn't make any sense to me. But the DS game for GoldenEye is pretty cool. Um, it's completely, it's, it's, I think they used the same, like, the same screenwriter. It's the guy who originally wrote GoldenEye, like, did, Whoa. you know, like, made it a modern tale. Um, but uh, GoldenEye for DS is going to be a completely built-from-the-ground-up game that has nothing really in common with the Wii version. It has the same kind of vehicle stuff. Uh, there's a tank level that's supposed to be really cool. Um, and it has button controls, which uh, is kind of just a different alternative from the stylus controls. And... I mean, I didn't, I didn't get to play too much of it. I basically only played one level, but it seems like they're they're doing a good job of making a you know a, a good first-person shooter on the DS. And once again, it has online play that seems more reminiscent of 
kind of the craziness of GoldenEye than, um, than like, Call of Duty. And actually, going back yeah. to the Wii version, they have all these different modifiers that you can put on, which are really cool, like a Singularity, where if two players run into each other, they just explode. And uh, <laughs> it's called Don't... I think it's called uh, Move Your Feet. And if people stop moving, then they just die. Nice. But it makes yeah, it, it, it kind of interesting. Wow. I was fucking around with the Singularity thing, where I would go up to people, and if you time it right, you can melee them once, and then you both blew up, and you get the credit for the kill. But I, I really like a lot of the modifiers that they're throwing in in that because it makes it a lot more interesting. And there's like a lot of different things you can do with it too. I have the whole list up in the impressions that I wrote. I hope you don't. Yeah. I hope on the DS version, I hope you don't have to uh, tap an icon to look down the scope. I'm trying to think. I think you could just hold the L button. Good. That's how it was I in think. the first I, Call I, of Duty Four game. Yeah, or that, but that might just be in button control because I only played button control. At the I'm end. actually excited that there is a button control option. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like there are pros and cons to both. Like the button control is a little awkward because it's fucking D-pad and face buttons, so right. it's not like dual like analog. Turok almost. Yeah, but I mean, it's still it works. It's just a little different. Like stylus control, like is kind of like um you know probably easier to use, but button control offers more precision. Nice. But um. Yeah, and now, I know in the GoldenEye before... one, Go ahead. in the GoldenEye DS game, there's a modifier that's a vaporizer, and it's whenever someone dies, they basically just explode. <laughs> now, before you talk about Guitar Hero, uh, let me tell me this. I'm kind of excited about Rock Band 3, and it's the most excited I've been for any music game for a long time. Will I give a shit about Guitar Hero whatever, and... And does Activision know that? Um, in all honesty, after playing Guitar Hero Warriors of Rock, not that I, I mean, I, I am, at heart, I am a big fan of Rock Band and Harmonics and everything that they do. And I've always, I, you know, I've been playing a lot of the Guitar Hero games mainly because I was, I, I said, oh, guys, I'll, I'll, I'll review World Tour, and then I've had the instruments, so whenever a new fucking Guitar Hero game comes out, I have to review yeah. And, I mean, Guitar Hero 5 last year was a really fucking good game. Like, I mean, I still prefer Rock Band and all, but Guitar Hero 5 was a very polished and good game, especially on the Wii. And once again, this year, I think, if you have a Wii, I, unless you're like hardcore into the pro mode and you're really excited for keyboard, if you just have a Wii, you should get the Guitar Hero game because it'll be a better hmm. experience for the Wii. I think that the Rock Band, I think Rock Band 3 is a better experience on 360 and PS3, but I think Guitar Hero has, has a, you know, Rock Band beat on the Wii. And I think that's also gotcha. because I don't think Harmonix gives a shit about the Wii. Mm. But, yeah, but the Wii version, I mean, it's it's very cartoony, and it's kind of something that I criticized the series for, like back in World Tour, is that they tried to be rock band, but they were just like super yeah, fucking did. like silly and cartoony. And it seems like this time around, instead of just dipping their toe into this cartoony realm, they just fucking jumped in. And I really like it in that regard, because it's not trying to be rock band... It's not trying to be like Guitar Hero's version of Rock Band, or like you know, you know how Guitar Hero World Tour took World Tour from the fucking sing like the the multiplayer mode in Rock Band One. Um, it's trying to be its own game, and for what it's doing, it's a video game. Whereas Rock Band is kind of like you know this this musical experience, if you will, and yeah. it's kind of interesting to see the big different directions that they're going in. And I think that it's. I think that Guitar Hero is going to find its niche for people that 
you know, want ridiculously hard guitar parts and don't really care if it's realistic. For people that, you I'm know, just I'm more kinda... interested. What? Yeah, I'm more interested in this one than uh, Rock Band 3. Really? Typically because Guitar Hero's music tends to stray more towards my taste. Ah, uh, okay. So, yeah, like, of course. Yeah, I... I... Yeah, uh, so, you know, I saw Dave Mustaine's name attached to this, and my ears perked up. Yeah, he did an so. original song for it. Uh, he did, I heard that death, he did. Which uh, is supposed that to, he said it's, like, me. the hardest song he's ever made, or some shit like that. Yeah, I, you know, I was just listening to Killing Is My Business on the way home, so I, I like Megadeth. <laughs> and so anything Dave Mustaine makes, I will I will try this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really, like, it's a really goofy game, just in its presentation, because the whole thing is that, like... It sounded weird. Yeah, like... like you're transforming into your, like, alter ego thing. Yeah, I actually, and, I played the demo. There's, yeah. a, there's a demo for the game up on 360 and PS3. Or I think it's on three, PS3. Ooh. I know I played it on 360. But the demo has you playing uh, the Johnny Napalm character, which is, like, this fucking punk rocker. And, uh, he like, you know, after you play a couple songs, you build up, like, the stars, which is, like, kind of, like... And now you can get, like ridiculous amounts of stars and songs because of all these different bonuses and multipliers that they have in the game. Um, and once you get enough yeah. stars, then the character transforms and they have this like goofy transformation video where basically like, this punk rocker with mohawk turns into like some kind of fucked up nightcrawler. And I think like other characters like turn into like, oh, I think one turns into a werewolf and like other ridiculous shit. And what it is is that each character nice. has their own special power. And in this guy's case, it's like um, you always have a two times multiplier and as you, you know, and, and like if you have it over three times for a certain amount of time, then you'll get an extra star. And each player has their own, I think there's eight characters, and each one has their own specific special power that, that affects gameplay. And That's cool. Yeah. And and you play all of Rush's 2012 halfway through the game, and then Dave Mustaine, nice. um, his, his song, which I think is called Sudden Death, and is made exclusively for this game, um, that's how you close out the, the game. And there's like 93 songs. It's a pretty decent set list. I think it, I mean, it that's really cool. depends on your musical taste. Like, personally, I lo- I'm more excited for the singular songs in Rock Band 3, but both set lists are pretty damn good. Um, and then there's also the Road Battle. I mode. wish this had, like, the pro guitar support. I mean, obviously, that's a Rock Band deal, yeah. but I, I would actually be more excited. Like... Game. Sadly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because I mean, but, they're, they're, uh, they're all they about the cartoony similar. experience. They're, I mean, uh, like the, the developers said it themselves. They're trying to go back to more what Guitar Hero Three was, which was back when they right. were, you know, more more cartoony, more like let's make over the top yeah. songs instead of. But they're also more about band. like being notoriously difficult. So you would think that they might maybe yeah. want to go in that direction. Maybe. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens this year. I mean, who knows? Maybe the music, the music rhythm industry will collapse after this. We don't know. But well, it certainly looks we'll like it... both. Certainly looks like both franchises are finding different niches to fill. Yeah, and I think it's really good. I mean, say what you will if you're more excited for Rock Band Three or Vice or, or Guitar Hero. Um, I mean, they're both going in different directions, which is really the first time this has happened in the, the rhythm industry. And it'll be interesting to see how both games do, and if they can both, if if like the market can support both, which I think is kind of proven. Yeah. Like, you know, back in Rock Band 1, like, yeah, they could support both, but we'll see if they still can now. I would be happy if they just kept making the band-specific games and then eventually hit a band that I liked, like Iron Maiden or something. Yeah. I mean, that would be cool. I mean, that that's the cool. thing, is, like, with the band-specific games, everyone complains about it, but you you know if they made yeah. a game based on, like, a band-specific game for your favorite band, that would be, like, the right. game of the year for you. Exactly. Like, but um, I guess one last note on Guitar Hero before we move off of this event, which is probably taking up too much damn time. 
Um, they have the roadie battle, which is DS connectivity with uh, the Wii version. And that it's looks actually cool. kind of cool. Um, I think there's a trailer up online. And even Guitar Hero 5 had kind of a, I guess, a like experimental version of this where it would only work with guitar and you'd be basically performing little mini games on the on the touch screen to like um like you know like give your guy bonuses and in this one it's kind of a bigger part of the game and you can play it with every instrument except for vocals and you can have eight people four people playing instruments and four people playing DSs with corresponding people play the game and how it works in this one is that you basically have like a, a slot machine that will then give you like different yeah, like five different bonuses that will go to different things. And then you can go into that, perform a little mini game, and then it'll give this guy a bonus where it'll be like, you know, his star power will be high or like a streak saver, which means you can like miss a couple notes and still keep it up. Um, and that seems pretty cool. There's also competitive stuff with the roadie battle. And you can also use the DS as a set list manager, which is really sharp because you can just go through all that's the songs cool. while like, yeah, like at a party or something. Which, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You don't have to worry about people just, oh, what do we play next? Oh, yeah. And, yeah, just change yeah. it on your own DS. I mean, it's really, yeah. I, I, I wish, like, just Rock Band and Guitar Hero could be the same fucking thing. Because I, yeah. I like what Guitar yeah, Hero is doing. I like what Rock Band is doing. But at this point, I'm way too invested in Rock Band to ever consider switching to Guitar Hero. But you know right, what? Yeah, see, I see the pro instruments and I'm so tempted. But then I don't like any music on the Rock yeah. Band games. <laughs> but you know what? See, Neither I'm, one of these I'm games are Guitar Hero. True, true. I'm kind of surprised you would say that, Nathan, because there's so many more songs on a rock band with the rock band network. Yeah, but they're not yeah, going to be promo they... compatible. Yeah, yeah that so... and, like, I just tend to not like the kind of music that they put on a well, rock band. Well, they put band. on such a variety on rock band, really. I mean, it's it's kind of like there's so much, but it's like the case of, like, hey, look, guys, there's so many DS games and so many PlayStation 2 games. They must all be really good now. Well, I guess, I guess the, the the same reason that you like Guitar Hero better is probably the same reason I like Rock Band better, because there's so many songs on Rock Band. They finally started to hit some of my yeah. music preferences. It took them yeah. a long time because my shit's pretty far off the mainstream, but but they did eventually yeah. hit it, and just just basically out of sheer volume, they had to eventually. They have yet but, to appease me. Either uh, Guitar Hero or Rock Band, like I have yet to see my favorite band, so. I want I, my I, I want my ten thousand maniacs unplugged, baby. Dude, I'm pretty jazzed. Like uh, Space Oddity, Bohemian Rhapsody. How is Bohemian Rhapsody, Rhapsody going to perform? What? Bohemian Rhapsody seems like a weird choice. Well, Bohemian Rhapsody with the vocal, vocal harmonies. harmonies and a keyboard is is a yeah. fucking oh, fantastic yeah. idea. Yeah, On Guitar true. Hero Warriors of <laughs> Rock, it kind of loses a little bit of the effect because vocal harmonies are such yeah. a big part of that song. Oh, it's in that game too. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's in both games. Hmm. Hey, before we move on to the next news topic, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Insano Lord from the forums because he just tweeted 18 minutes ago that he's listening to the NWR newscast instead of playing Halo Reach. Fuck yeah! And when the NWR newscast <laughs> DVD box set comes out, he, we can put "Better Than Halo" on the back as his quote. Nice. <laughs> I just played Reach last night. I thought it was pretty awesome. fun. And and that's yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 like I actually to, I hate like Halo. I was actually I was playing Halo One yesterday because I was over at my friend's house. And um, nice, that's my favorite Halo. Yeah, no, it's been a while since I played it, but I noticed that he he bought the Xbox original. So uh, just I mean, the two of us were playing multiplayer together, and it was a lot of fun. And I I can't remember the last time that I've had that much fun just two people playing a first-person shooter. 
I really like I yeah. liked well, it they, local better. It's yeah. great, yeah. Wait, yeah. So you can't, you still can't play Halo One online, no. right? I mean, I'm sure you could okay. through See, some if, kind of tunneling, but you probably can on the PC, right? On the PC version, yeah. 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 If they retrofitted the first Halo to allow online play, I might actually get into that because I actually did play the first one quite a bit. Yeah, I like but, I I really I've enjoyed all the Halo games, but yeah, let's move on to Nintendo stuff. Um, <laughs> okay. So 3DS in Japan this year, um, there was uh, a tweet reportedly from some peripheral maker in Japan saying that they're going to have 11 3DS peripherals coming out on November 20th which is a Saturday. Um, historically, I believe the some of the recent Nintendo console releases have come out on Saturdays, including the Nintendo DSi. I think the DSi and the DSi XL both came out on Saturdays around the same time that the 3DS might come out. What say you guys? Surprise, surprise. That Twitter was later taken down, and a statement by yeah. the company, though, said that, eh, we're not going to speculate. Yep. Uh, question: Is Black Friday a thing in Japan? I do not know. Hmm. I don't I doubt it. I would curious. assume it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I would guess not because they don't really. They don't have, have a Thanksgiving. Like Thanksgiving. I so, would assume I that know. they don't have Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I'm just curious. Like November 20th to me seems like a very Black Friday-ish kind of date, like right before Black Friday. Um, oh, are so you I'm kind of curious. To say U.S. release. I'm just, I'm just saying if. That was a thing in Japan. It might lend credence to that particular particular weekend, yeah. uh, right. the weekend before Black Friday. But if Black Friday's not a thing in Japan, then nah, I have no point. It might just be get it out before the holidays really kick yeah. in in earnest. Yeah. Um, it's also also November twentieth is the same day that Connect is coming out in Japan. Oh really? Well, well I don't really expect that to take off. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't see that flying off the shelves. No, I don't they either. already don't like the Xbox. Yeah. Um, right. So also going with a uh, 3DS, and this is also kind of tying into the release date debate, is um, EA announced a title over at TGS called My Garden, which will be a launch title for 3DS. And the reason why this ties into the, to the launch date speculation is that I believe on uh, at some point this morning on EA's website for the the page for this game, it had a spring 2011 release date for My Garden, which would be a launch title on the 3DS. So, I'll, while that says nothing about the Japanese release date necessarily, I think that more or less confirms, or, or at least it doesn't really confirm, but it just lends more to the fact that 3DS ain't coming out this year, it's coming out probably March 2011. Right. Also, right. specifically that it's coming out here next year, because, I mean, EA, I can't see them making a Japanese launch title anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. And I don't know if they it's mentioned, I'm just fuzzy the on the, on the, the the speech, I haven't really heard anything confirming that they said it was a launch title everywhere, or just a launch title in North America. I, that was a little hazy as far as, like, the uh, coverage from there. But hmm. My yeah. Garden, um, it's going to be a launch title, and it allows players to create customized gardens by choosing from hundreds of varieties of flowers and plants and landscaping objects. Um, you have a friendly hmm. Tanuki that guides you through missions to remodel different environments, as the garden progresses, more types of wildlife will be attracted to the plants and features. Um, the camera is free-roaming, and in taking photos of the different creations will unlock more flowers, rarer ones. And the 3DS microphone can be used to call more birds to the garden, 
while a shake of the 3DS console will cause them to scatter and leave behind game coins that can be used to unlock more tools and plants. Um, in 3D, Animal Crossing game, Viva Pinata. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. developed by EA Salt Lake, and it looks like it, it's going to be beautiful on 3D. I could really see this being yeah, a I've visually a stunning game. It doesn't seem like there's you know that much to do other than kind of just explore. It does remind me of yeah that Animal Crossing or Viva Pinata feel. I, it sounds like you know you have a tanuki with you. Yeah. That is straight up Animal Crossing. Yeah. So. But, I think it's going to be it's um, going to be one of those show off what the system can do games. Yeah. Yeah. I will actually get uh, I will get some hands on time with this game, in about I think October fifth. EA's having so angry. in New York City. I'm jealous. This looks gorgeous. Yeah. The screenshots yeah, that they've got up. So, I don't know if it'll be the new, next newscast, but maybe the one after that. I will be talking about this game, hopefully. Um, I guess going down the, the news stories, um, MPDs came out for August, and they kind of show a cause to worry. It's the Wii's lowest sales ever in a month. What, what say you guys? About time. Yeah, yeah. this kind of just seems like it's bound to happen eventually. Everybody has a Wii, yeah. yeah. Um, I know analysts have said that they, they're they pretty confident that sales will pick up once the holiday season goes underway. Do you guys think I'm that sure, um, I'm sure that's will? true. Well, of course they'll pick yeah. up. They'll, they always pick up. Whether or not they pick up proportionally to the competition is a different I question. I mean, I think they'll true. be fine with the PS3, but I think 360, especially since... Well, I think Halo Reach is going to sell really well, but is Halo Reach really going to sell more systems at this point? No. Well, my friend Luke... I think so. They just launched a new Slim. He bought the Reach 360 with Reach. Oh. And Microsoft has been very sneaky. They just dropped the price on um, a whole year's subscription of gold. Yeah, and and then you have to 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 pay 60 bucks a year after that. Right, but you know, the, the, you see thirty bucks, and that's enough to get a lot of people's oh, feet in I the see, door. Yeah. And yep. the average consumer probably doesn't know that it's going up. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Sneaky, yeah. sneaky. Yeah. But well, I think you know, I don't know. This is I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering how many more holidays we're going to have the same console lineup left. I mean, I think common knowledge would indicate that Nintendo will be the first to come out with, with another console, but how many more how many more holidays does the Wii I mean, have left to compete? I don't think any... I mean, I think the Wii's going to be fine throughout the holidays this year. I don't know. I think the Xbox will be kind of hard to topple. I mean, it really depends on how well Kinect does. If Kinect does well, which I don't think it will, then yeah, Xbox is going to win this holiday season. But I think if, if Kinect kind of flops, I think Nintendo will be back on top as far as Wii goes by the end of December. Like but October, I do think November, that Nintendo's going to have to show off new hardware next year. Yeah, I think they are. I mean, I think this confirms right. it. Is that I, I think maybe holiday season they'll be fine, but outside of that, I think Wii sales are going to plummet because it's getting to the point where everyone has them. Well, I mean, the console life cycle is generally about five years, and the Wii is about yeah. five years old. Just Just because the 360 and the PS3 are clearly going longer this time, doesn't mean that Nintendo is going to yeah. go longer as well. In fact, they have more incentive not to go longer because their hardware has some aspects I, that are I dated. think a lot of what Nintendo does is going to be predicated on what happens this holiday season. I think if Connect and Move kind of take off or just collapse, then that'll... I think that's that's how we'll know what Nintendo will do in, like, E3 next year if they're going to show off a new Wii or not. Yeah. 
Right. Regardless, right. we have two more holiday holiday seasons with this Wii, I think. I you think two? I think two. I think, Including this one. Yeah. I wouldn't... Right. Like, I think, like, I, I think we probably will have two, but I wouldn't be super shocked if some kind of new version of the Wii comes out in 2011, uh, by the end of the year. No, that's what the Maybe 3DS is going to be for. Well, no, 3, it 3DS, seems like they've specifically seems like said they don't want to. It's going to be like 2010, 2011. I don't. I mean, we had one year where Game Boy Advance and GameCube came out in the same year in North America, and they were six months apart. I don't yeah, think Nintendo. That's true. Like, I, I think. I mean, I think 3DS is pretty much a lock for Q1 2011, and that's why I wouldn't really be that. I mean, I wouldn't really be that surprised, kind of either way, if we saw maybe not a Wii 2, but maybe just a, a redesign or some reason to get people to go out and buy new systems, um, come out, you know, like Q4 2011. They'll add a hard See, time. I really don't think Nintendo's going to do like a DSi to the Wii. I, I just don't think they'll do it. Especially if they're going to have the new hardware out the yet. following year. Yeah. Well. Right. Yeah. Well, they did the um, XL, yeah. but. <laughs> They did what? DSi, DSi XL, and 3DS. In but they've been doing this with their handhelds exactly. for years. Handhelds they don't really have a history of doing this yeah. with their consoles. They do have right. a history of doing it with their handhelds. Well, well they see, redesigned I, I think... the NES right. right before the Super Nintendo came out. And then they redesigned the Super okay. Nintendo right before the N64 came out. But other than that, yeah. they Yeah, yeah they don't have history of doing it in the past 20 years. <laughs> um, 15 years. I maybe. mean, I think we're definitely going to see some kind of new system hinted at or revealed at E3 2011. I think that's, yeah, that's right. pretty much no, a just... fact. We might not see it in 2011. We'll probably end up seeing it in 2012, but I think something is going to get revealed next year. Reggie will Pure speculation. Where do you think it's going to fall on the uh, graphical power spectrum? Somewhere between the current Wii and the current yeah. 360. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it'll, 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 be, it'll be two Wiis duct taped together. <laughs> Four GameCubes <laughs> duct taped together. Yeah. Or, right. or it might be comparable to the current 360, but done without all the stupid hardware problems yeah. that they had. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think they want to get themselves into the arm race of They, they have no reason to. So now do you think this permanently locks us into Nintendo as always... Now, I don't mean to say that they're a last-gen system, but always, you know, graphically, almost a generation behind. Do you think they're going to... I gonna... think you should be able to say that without without it being derogatory. Yeah. Right, yeah, it's true, it's true. They, are they won, yeah. they won this is, fucking generation. We can say it without being derogatory. Oh, they definitely did. We can say it without it being derogatory. Graphically, with in terms of the visual output of the system, it is a 2001 model, pretty much. Maybe not yeah. exactly. Maybe like 2003. Pretty damn close. And I think, yes. Now, do I you think, think this are... is going to be a cyclical kind of... Like, are we stuck in this now? I, yeah, I, think I mean, so. we have been... Yeah. I don't think Nintendo has any reason to go really crazy into uh, the graphics arm race. And also, like, have way. you guys seen those high-res We're... shots of Wii, of Wii games? It's fucking beautiful. Like, Metroid looks amazing yeah. Oh, in those, yeah, definitely. in those HD shots. And Metroid even looks really good just to begin with. I mean, yeah. I think I think the Wii's capable of a lot more than people give it credit. Just like the GameCube Than developers too. do with it. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think, well, I mean, even, even just an HD Wii would look really really good yeah, yeah. really I mean all, all the they have potential. to do is take what it can already do and, and up-res yeah. it and I think it would, it would really for the most part be fine but I, I, will, I will add a caveat to what you said earlier Nathan we're, we're, this is cyclical until they're no longer the top selling yeah. game producer on the market yeah. then so about 20 Zach, you, Zach you said yeah. we've always been doing this what do you mean 
Well, the Super Nintendo looked a little better in the Genesis, but the I don't think the N64 looked any better, in some cases worse well, than, than the system. I think N64 at first. I think 64 looked better than PS1. I think but it had performance could issues. hold its own against it had everything else. Issues. When N64 first okay. came okay. out, like Super Mario 64 blew the fuck out of everything. Yeah, it blew yeah everything but as, right. as it was all about the graphics. That's about as good as that's about as good as the system's graphics got without experiencing terrible slowdown. I think N64 right. games hold up a lot better than PlayStation 1 games. I don't think I either one yeah. hold up very well. I mean, I mean, they both don't really hold up in the grand scheme of things, but I, I, I find it easier to go back and play N64 games than PlayStation 1 games. Like, well, going then back you, and playing Final Fantasy Game 7 didn't is look fucking as good impossible. as the Xbox and many PS2 games. Yeah. And then, uh, well, uh, no, I think the GameCube could put out stuff that looked just as good as the uh, the Xbox. Oh, it could, games, too. it could. Dude, and so can go and back and play uh, Rogue Leader. Rogue Leader is better oh, than Leader pretty much every game on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Rogue Leader. And yeah. If you're true. running your GameCube Progressive Scan or running GameCube games Progressive Scan on the Wii, it looks great. Yeah. No, I um, agree. Compared to Xbox and PS2. I agree, but the average I'm the average call... Wii game looks worse than the average other current gen system. Much worse, mo- most definitely. And that was the same with the GameCube. I'm yeah. Uh, Only because the GameCube wasn't the lead skew, though. Well, okay, that's most fine. Yeah, I guess that's true. I didn't because think the GameCube the dr- technically was on par, if not above par, with those systems. Yeah, the drop wasn't as significant. Oh, well, that's yeah. true. I'm gonna go ahead and call moratorium on this because I think we just invented a feature topic out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and move on with the with the uh, the next. All right, uh, Bitrip Fate, the fifth Bitrip game. Uh, uh, there's only one left after this. It's going to be a rail shooter in which you uh, control um, Commander Video, the, the lovable scamp who uh, leads the that guy's bit great. trip games. I love that guy. Um, he's like on a little path and you control him around. You can move him like you know, I think it's like if you go to the right, he'll just move forward or to the right. Yeah, it's it's quite literally on rails. Yeah. And that's the and joke. It seems really cool, but the one complaint I mean, it's, it's, it's a rail shooter. Uh, you know, you point at the screen and shoot. You can use the zapper. Um, but the one weird thing about it is that it doesn't really seem to go with the music. I mean, I'm only basing this off of a trailer. I haven't gotten a chance to play the game or even look at gameplay footage. But it doesn't really seem to go with the music in the same way that the other four games did. And that kind of worries me a little bit. Hmm. But You're right. Yeah, I mean, it's, last... it seems much more centered around timing with the... Um... Like when you have so many bullets on screen that you're dodging, it it doesn't really follow that same bullet to beat you yeah. know pattern as like bit trip beat did. Yeah, but I mean, like we'll each see. bullet so, didn't seem like it corresponded. I got I got to a anything. lot of faith in those guys, so I I will probably be buying this game on blind faith. Just I mean, they did say it was the Empire oh, yeah. Strikes Back oh. of the bit trip series, and they seem to mean it. So. But what does that even mean? The dark middle chapter. Of the bit trip I, I, series. I guess at the end of it, he's going to get frozen in carbonite. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that could happen. Does maybe. this mean we get, like, Bikini Slave Leia in the next one? Oh, maybe nice. he walks. Bikini Video Bikini Man. Bikini Slave Video? Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, I saw a Zapper and uh, the Zelda game used at a store the other day, and I didn't bother. It was $10. I, was I like, actually saw it. Crossbow training was kind of fun. Eh. Like, I agree. It's not super it good or anything, but it was it was kind of it was worth like I think I paid fifteen bucks for it. I'd buy it it's without the zapper it. attached. 
Yeah, the zapper is just a waste of fucking space. Here, I'll give you ten dollars for the game, but the zapper comes with it. I I don't want the zapper. <laughs> like this is a it's, negative value. It's free. Zach, no, you can just get no. you can just get deer captor if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on to the new releases, um, we are going to start off with the retail releases because there's actually a bunch of them. Uh, first off, we got Professor Layton and the Unwound Future. It's the third entry in the Professor Layton series. Um, I reviewed it, I gave it a 9 out of 10, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's more of the same of the Professor Layton games, but it's really... I mean, there's been an, there's been an improvement between the three games as far as, you know, Professor Layton 1 was good, then Professor Layton 2 did it better, and Professor Layton 3 does it even better. I mean, like, the puzzles make more sense with the story, the story's a lot cooler, there's a lot more voiceovers, there's a lot more, like, stuff going on. Although definitely with this one, it seems like you're a lot more guided. There's a lot of just, like... Oh, go over here. Oh, shit. Wait, no, no. Turn around. Go back. Okay, okay. Then put <laughs> your way to get back there. And, I mean, it's still fun. And so, still... even even more so than the uh, Layton 2 on a train? I mean... Like, you're more guided it's, it's than that? It's been a while since I played Layton 2, because uh, I also reviewed that. I'm and actually I... playing it right... Yeah, I'm playing it right now just because of the Layton 3 launch, and I never got around to beating Layton yeah. 2, so... But... I mean, it's... in Layton 3, I guess maybe the backtracking is more arduous because you're going around like an entire, you're going through all of London, whereas I guess the backtracking in Layton 2 was like, okay, go two cars down on the train. Right, yeah, it's like, go to car 6. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it will literally just tell you, go to car 6. And it does that and in I, this I, game, I kind of like that. It, it, I'm in it for the the cool environment, the story, yeah. the puzzles. I mean, it's, it's kind of a minor complaint. If, if there there is really one, but I mean the story, it's it's really a guided experience as as the other two are, and you're basically just looking to see mm -hmm. you know the next clever puzzle and where the story is going to go because the story in this one's kind of ridiculous. I'm not going to really spoil anything, as I'm sure you know. There's like future Luke comes back and it's just like you've got to come with me to the future. And it's something about your kids, and then and then you go in the DeLorean and uh, oh so it's <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Do you get to <laughs> do you get to meet Sarah Connor? No, no, sadly not. Unless you count like uh, Flora, the chick from the first one, is like Sarah Connor. No, I don't count her. It's kind of is, funny because uh, throughout Luke the game, like, one of those like neon for the first hats? like, oh yeah, you actually find out how Leighton gets the hat, and you find out a lot about Leighton's past. It's it's really cool. Like, if you're hmm. into the story, does he have a really dark past? Well, uh, I hope he does. I'm not, I'm not gonna spoil it. I won't tell you anything. But He's I will say that it's funny what they do with the Flora character for uh, anyone who doesn't remember her. Um, she was like the girl from the first one, and then the second one, she kind of plays a minor role. And um, since the, yeah. uh, the in the second and third one, like the second one, they kind of just like it's like she's kidnapped at one point. And they're just like you stay here, and then the third one, they just straight up forget about her for like four hours, and then like <laughs> you find her, and she's like, "Where have you guys been? Like I've been worried." And they're like, "Oh shit, uh, we gotta lose Flora again, guys." And like the Leighton and Luke trick her, but then she finds them again and tags along. And they're like, well, maybe you should stay here because you're a girl. And she's like, no, I'm coming with you. And it basically just goes on like this for the entire game. It's it's kind of funny. Does she, what's her name? Flora. Does she have a brother named Fauna? <laughs> Not yet. Uh... <laughs> and I think that's as good a time as ever to move on to the next game on the list, which is Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, uh, published by Activision, developed by Beanox on the Wii and Gryptonite Games on the DS. Um, we have interviews with uh, a person from uh, both the uh, Beanox and Kryptonite. 
Um, the Wii version seems pretty cool. I've been playing the 360 version, actually, which I will not be reviewing for the site. I believe whenever we get a review copy for the Wii version, Zach will be reviewing that. But it's oh, kind of yes. cool. You know, there's four different Spider-Men that you can play as. They all play a little bit different. But it, it seems like it's a, a pretty cool game. And the DS version is more Metroidvania goodness. Nice. Yay. That's awesome. Um, Batman Brave and the Bold, uh, published so by Warner Brothers, developed by Way Forward, um, for Wii and DS. Zach? Oh my gosh, I want this badly. Yeah, the animation in this game looks beautiful. Yes. Um, they're both pretty much beat-em-ups, uh, both the Wii and the DS version. They're, they're different, though, from what I hear. Um, and they look beautiful. And they have voices from the show and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, Dieter And Cater. there's connectivity. Yeah, uh, you can play as Batmite in the Wii version, but it's kind of funny. Um, I played it at E3, and the developer, which or whoever was at the booth, was showing me the Batmite, the Batmite stuff. And when you control Batmite, you can like draw like anvils and stuff that will drop down, and you can basically like hurt, or you can basically like just grief whoever is playing on the Wii. <laughs> so that sounds like a lot of fun. Um. Next on the list is NHL Slapshot for Wii. Uh, it's a EA Sports game developed by EA Canada. Um, it comes with this goofy peripheral. I'm actually reviewing this. There should be a review up soon. Um, where it's like a hockey stick. And it kind of works really well. Um, it's like what if, if there was a Wii Sports game that was like hockey, I think this would be it. And surprise, surprise, there's also like a full-fledged like, like fucking like season mode for the NHL and you have full NHL rosters um, and there's also all this like you can play like Pee Wee and Bantam and like CHL and shit like that too so there's a lot of different ways you can play hockey and I think the uh, the hockey stick controls work really well um, it's a pretty cool game do they have the uh, do awesome. they have that be a be the player mode from the um, uh, NHL games these days um not kind of but not really it's called a uh, Pee Wee to Pro, and what it is, you you create a character. You can uh, you know, any position, even goalie. I haven't actually tried the goalie one yet. I've I've been meaning to. Um, but you play as a character, and you start off in Pee Wee, and then you basically play like a little short season. And along the way, you like build up like uh, experience points for your character and make them better. You can get like um, different boosts and stuff that then make your character better. And then at the end of, like, the PB season, then you can move up to Bantam, and then, like, up to CHL, and then up to the NHL. It's a, it's a pretty cool progression. It just seems like it takes a little too long, because you start off in Wee, and I think most people that play the game are going to want to play in the NHL. And it's kind yeah. of like the, prog the progression to get to the NHL takes way too long. Uh. But it's cool. And um, also, on the docket, we got Lord of the Rings Aragorn's Quest for Wii and DS, the Wii Finally. version is developed by Headstrong Games, um, and the DS version, I think, is TT Fusion or something like that. But uh, we got a review copy for the Wii version. It's on the way in the mail to Pedro, so he will be talking about that soon in a review. Um, Aragorn's Quest, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, I got, I got, it was in development hell, kind of. It was at E3 2009, and I think uh, Zach uh, will agree with me when it was kind of shitty. And yeah. I think there were a lot of good ideas there, but it was just executed really poorly. Um, I played it at E3 2010, and it was a lot better. It's still a very cartoony and kids, like kids game. It's made, it's got very cartoony graphics, and it seems deliberately made for kids. That's the demographic for the game. 
But it looks like it's a very well put together kids game. Does it at least and, look uh, better than it did in '09? Because it looked yeah, like a yeah, PS1 a lot game better. in '09. Oh, it definitely looked a lot better. I mean, albeit you know that was I'm now reflecting on stuff that has happened. I guess a year and three months ago and <laughs> three months ago, but definitely it looked a lot better. And, right on. Uh, I'm excited to see what Hedgehog's going to do next. I'm hoping that my uh, my rumor or my uh, my scoop of an Overkill 2 actually happens, which, um, from what I've heard, uh, it's still going to happen, guys. It's just a matter of time. And Overkill 1 is supposedly coming to the move. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The last the last game on this list is Scooby Doo in the Spooky Swamp. Uh, there's a Wii and DS version. I know the Wii version is developed by Taurus Games. Um, yeah. It's Scooby-Doo. It's kind of like a Lego Star Wars game, but with Scooby-Doo. Nice. And, yeah. Yay. That's, uh, yep. that's the retail releases. Okay. And now we're going to move. Fair, fairly decent yeah. list. And we have more on the way. Like the, It's it's just getting re- more ridiculous from here, guys. Although I think the, the second half of September might be a little light, but then we start getting into, like... That's fine. Like, to- we're getting towards Donkey Kong. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, we got less than a month until Kirby's Epic Yarn NBA Jam's coming out on October 5th like there's a lot of stuff coming out um, Epic Mickey got a release date um, I guess it's kind of news but not really November 30th I don't think anyone's really shocked no um, no but now we're going to move on to a, a innovative and radical segment which uh, I guess kind of takes its origins from the uh, angry pissed off like a very very angry blog post that I wrote this week called This Week in Awful Downloads so in which great. I talk about how um, the Nintendo downloads for like the past two months have just been utter shit there's been a couple good games here or there and when I was researching for the blog post I did notice that like Dive came out um, Furry Legends looked kind of cool and apparently it was but other than that it's just like like not just like oh maybe that's mildly interesting just, just utter shit seems to be coming out so <laughs> we're not going to give them that much time what we are going to do over the span of however this gets edited, um, we're just going to read verbatim very quickly the little paragraphs of each game. So uh, we're going to rotate, and I'm going to start off with the first one. <clears throat> Fenimore Fillmore, The Westerner, publisher of the Red Chitronic, Players 1, ESRP, rating E, everyone, cartoon bottom language, use alcohol and tobacco, price 1,000 weeklings, description, what to the West, can we do the best, 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 can we to meet the classic talker, powerful master of the land, and industrious pioneer, and industrious pioneer, and men and women who raised a great nation with our blood, sweat, and tears. But there are things that cannot be helped, but one of them, very typical West, is the between farmers and cattle ranchers. While farmers use land to be among people, cattle ranchers have more money, more men, and more power. Only a capitalist goal, or a federal film, or a consignment of farmers, but the rest of the people are paid by the citizens of the cattle Adventure on Lost Island, Hidden Object Game. From 18 Inc. Multi four players, ESRB with an E for everyone, 500 B points. Discover a hidden object, fun for kids and adults. Quickly, find items at every stage to complete this adventure. Work together or compete in each stage to find items and help the game's hero find a way home. From sea shells to sparkling jewels, dear pets, find all the hidden objects as fast as you can. During this adventure, you'll also confront guests, oh no, ghosts, and a dragon in action stage. Each stage can be played out to four players for great gaming fun. Now we start up with Nintendo DSiWare and Simply Mahjong by Andrew Software Players 1. Yes, are rating E, 200 DSi points. Simply Mahjong gives you exactly what you want. Pure Mahjong on your Nintendo DSi system. Mahjong is a Chinese tile matching game. The tiles are arranged with a special pattern with their faces upwards. The tile is to be open if it can be moved either left or right without serving other tiles. The goal is to match pairs of identical tiles. The game is finished when all pairs of tiles have been removed from the board or there are no supposed pairs remaining. The, sim- the simple game design and easy and boot controls make it a game the whole family can enjoy. The game features 50 puzzles in each level to provide hours of fun. My Exotic Farm, published by Bit Media. 
Uh, one, two players, rated D for everyone, uh, 200 Nintendo DS ones. My exotic farm is an exotic farm simulation game. In the beginning, all you own is an empty field with a few pennies and a single carrot. If you feed and take care of it, the carrot will make feathers that can be sold. With this money, you can buy new animals at a farmer's market and purchase equipment from the shopkeeper. Little by little, as your farm builds up, you will unlock bonuses including a bell, a great green macaw, a guard dog, and a 4x4. You can also exchange animals with friends who play my farm or my exotic farm. Music on, colon. Acoustic guitar. Oh, I'll show like for one player. Eat for everyone and 200 Nintendo DS points. It's like having an acoustic car in your pocket, but your favorite songs easily complete my core and ensure the high sound quality. Your fingers on the frets and, and the nails wash from A directory of more than 900 chords show you how to place your fingers on a real guitar unless you listen to them once selected. Hot sounds will accompany you to set the mood. Hot rock, soft rock, country, ballad, and blues. Other features include a home mute function, a metronome, and the ability to save up to 10 such ends. Castle Conqueror from Circle Entertainment. One player, rated E for everyone, 500 DSI points. Castle Conqueror is a real-time strategy game for casual gamers. You play as a commander who must resist the Empire and save the lives of people. Lead your soldiers into battle, seize the enemy's castle, and gain victories until you destroy the Empire on the mainland. Rules are simple. Use a silo in the touchscreen to split the player's castle, and send your army to storm the enemy's castle in real time. Capture the castle and destroy your enemies earn gold that can be used to upgrade your commander's abilities. And to buy items will help you win more battles. Select commanders and different cards upgrade your army or castle. If you manage to occupy the enemy's castle by the end of the battle, you win the game. Crazy <laughs> Pinball. DDP Entertainment, one player, E for everyone, 500 DSI points. Find fun pinball action, just like at the arcade. Five fantastic tables and plenty of themed, sure, awesome variety. Go hunting for points with the Safari Flipper, or zoom from one goal to the next with the incredible Deep Sea Flipper. Set records that will blow your friends away. Crazy Pinball is the ultimate portable pinball experience. My Notebook, Tan, Publisher, no! Players, one, price, far too expensive, 500 DSI points. <laughs> My notebook allows you to take most of you are. Just pop open your Nintendo DSi system and drop down your thoughts. Make a list and cross off, or even play your favorite pen and paper games. Games not included. You can personalize your notebook by drawing in the cover, or by changing the paper type with 24 unlockable square and line paper styles. Use the pen and pencil to make notes or doodles, and then erase the bits you don't like. With five colors, you'll always be able to make your notes and doodles look stylish. My notebook also includes 128 pages to write on, plus the ability to export your pages to your Nintendo DSi photo album. And My notebook maroon. I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, we have one virtual title title. Samurai Showdown 3. Original platform, then Yoshio, published by T4 Enterprise for one to two players. Made a key for team, love use of tobacco and violence. It's 900 weed points. This is a fighting game released in 1995 as a sequel to the previous year's release of Samurai Showdown 2. Hey, Samurai Showdown 2 is spelled with a W between the O and the D. <laughs> and there is not a Yes, they're spelled differently. What? Yes. Alright. They're spelled differently. It's weird. Here. Though this is the third installment in the series, the story takes place between the first and second installments. So I guess look at it. Uh, players can choose from 12 Samurai seeking to seeking to defeat Sankaro Mizuki. Along with minor upgrades from the last version, such as the ability to press buttons to fill your page gauge, and the ability to defend in the air, you can also select and slash and bust personality types for each character. Each type has its own set of special moves you can manage up, effectively doubling the amount of characters you can play. Consider consider Fun. this uh, our form of uh, the Excite Strike, because like this shit is ridiculous. We've been dealing with this crap all summer. Come on, Nintendo, yep. give us something good to discuss. Like this doesn't happen. You take often. a look at this, and then you take a look at Xbox Live Arcade, and it is shameful. Yeah, it is. I mean, there was a time where I would I would defend WiiWare and DSiWare. I did two fucking features on each system because there are a lot of good games on WiiWare and DSiWare. There haven't been many good games in the past six months. Like I think the last good hurrah for WiiWare was fucking the the month that we got Mega Man and Cave Story. Cave yeah. Story. Yeah. yeah. But. We haven't done a game club since yeah, then. Because the, mainly because there hasn't been any. I mean, there's been playing. a couple like Dive was in. Dive was cool. Furry Legends was interesting, but on the whole, it's just a lot of shit, and I'm I'm sick and tired of this crap. As being a, 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 a I guess a, 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 a zealot for DSiWare especially, like I'm just annoyed, and I'm basically repeating my blog. But fuck it. Hey Neil, <laughs> is yeah. that an acoustic guitar in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? No, actually, it's a notebook. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and is like, it, and like, someone, someone who cares more than I do, go, go listen to the past couple newscasts, or at least maybe we can dig up the show notes. 
There has been a fucking My Notebook game for the past four episodes. <laughs> yes, there has. Am I crazy, or were the previous My Notebook games come with more than one color? I was thinking, like, the earlier ones had, like, three colors. No, there's, like, I, I, My no, Notebook green, red, platinum, gold, silver. Black and white. Okay. Fire yeah. red, um, leaf green. I, 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 thought, I thought the other thing is, the, is that, uh, like, the, I think the... we've had a music on game for the past four episodes, oh, yeah. too. Some kind no, okay, of music. Okay, yeah. so, so those are different. Like the music on games. That, yeah, it seems like you could make those qualitatively different. And they're only, but I think they're, they're only notebook. two bucks, but the fucking My Notebook games, like, this yeah. shit has got to stop. I understand, no, you're probably making a shit ton of money. And they're that's probably good for not. You. At, at this point, do you think they are? Well, yeah, because they're just, it, they're releasing the same game with a minor do we have no, like Do we have numbers that I don't reflect know. We'll, that we'll these things to, are selling well? I'll try to check. I, 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 I've heard yeah. stuff that's I feel like we always well. just assume that they are. No, I'm pretty sure they've said as much, but I, I'm not 100% sure. If someone wants to back me up in the forums, that'd be cool. I kinda want, I'm like, curious. At least, yeah. at least we're not getting the uh, the Flips series from EA anymore. Yeah. No more but at least those were flips. different games! At least they were different games. This is very true. Very true. Like, this was supposed to be a quickie. We're running over an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. no, that last segment to, uh... will be condensed. Yeah. Remember. We're going to uh, to call it call it a shorter episode than usual this week, yeah. uh, mainly because we're got a little bit of a little little bit of scheduling conflicts on on my part for for editing. Nathan will be handling the editing for this one, so you can thank him when it sounds better than usual. Um, huh. But yeah, that's that's all we got. No, what's your review in this week? Because because we just didn't have time for it. We've already talked about Layton, and that's that that was the biggest game that we had to talk about for review. Yeah. Uh, go read Zach's review of what was it again, Zach? Sega. Sega isn't, it, isn't it actually, Sega. dude? The, the name of the game is actually LA Machine Guns and, or Gunblade and Gunblade NY and LA Machine Guns, like arcade hits pack or something. Yeah, arcade I, hits I had to correct pack. that oh, when I was editing pack. your review okay. because you okay. had the, the like the for your uh, your review it had this weird fucking title that was like Sega Arcade Hits Pack, which is not the name of the game. I, I like it that I like it that the title of the Wii game includes both full titles of the separate game yeah. games. So it's like NY Gunblade something 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 and LA Machine Guns Rise of the Machines. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for joining us. We'll have a more a, a more standard episode next time, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, but for the NWR Newscast crew, uh, thanks. For Thanks for stopping yeah. in and um, listening in to two us weeks talk time, about games. Um, I will not be talking about my Garden 3DS, but I'm actually going to uh, check out Tron Evolution Wii and Epic Mickey tomorrow. So nice. Tron uh, Evolution oh, Wii awesome. is is cool. Yeah. I don't know if you played it yet. But I yeah, played it at E3. I liked I'm it. really. I'm. I won't lie. I'm kind of more excited to go check out Tron Evolution Wii than Epic Mickey tomorrow. Yeah, I'm more. I'm excited, excited about to see it both too. games. But Tron Evolution looks really cool, and I was talking to uh, the guy at N Space, uh, who was at the Golden Eye. Uh, event because uh, and space developed the DS version, and I wound up talking to him about Tron Evolution probably more than we should have at a GoldenEye event. But I'm really excited <laughs> for that game. Nice. All right, well, yeah. that'll do it for NWR Newscast episode. What is it? Twenty six. Something like that. Twenty six. All right. Thanks. Thanks All right, everyone. Later. Good night. Bye. Good night, John Boy. Good night, John Boy.
film on the Western Europe. Welcome to the West. Come see the fastest cowboy in action. Only a cowboy as peculiar as Spinner or Fillmore. Decide with the farmers when the rest of the cowboys are paid. But the merciless decision is cattle ranger. Adventures on the island. Hidden object game. Discover hidden object. Fun for kids in the balls. Each stage can be played by four players. Recruit to be fun. East I wear. Simply Mahjong. Simply Mahjong gives you exactly what you want. Pure Mahjong. You're not enough to decide. Mahjong is a training style matching game. You can feature 50 puzzles in each level to provide hours of fun. My exotic farm. My exotic farm is an exotic farm simulation game. You can also exchange channels with your friends to play my farm. My exotic farm. Music on acoustic guitar. It's like having an acoustic guitar in your pocket. Other features include bombing, punching, and mentioning how many abilities you can save up to 10 seconds. Castle Conqueror. Castle Conqueror is a real-time strategy game for casual gamers. If you manage to occupy the enemy's castle at the end of the battle, you win the game. Brady Pinball. I'm fun pinball action. Just like the update. Don't record it, but we'll play your friends away. Brady Pinball is the most powerful pinball experience. My notebook and front. No! Software. My notebook allows you to take notes for VR. My notebook also includes 128 pages to run up. Possibility of sort of pages. Your Nintendo DS iPod. Virtual Console. This is a game released in 